Welcome back to Dice and Salt. I'm Lord Richter. And I'm Lady Toast. And we're here for episode 87, T.O. Glib. We had just ended the last episode, killing the tomb giant, and Uhtred was blinded by the light. There was a magical aura coming off of T.O. Glib. He's that new elf that was hiding in the ruins and was apparently expecting the party. Yeah, still don't know how he was expecting them, but uh, sure. We'll just kind of roll with it for the moment. But yeah, doesn't Arginus basically... Uhtred gets blinded. Uhtred get, and says yeah, something Uhtred about gets it. blinded. And then Arginus is like, ooh, let me look. Yeah, and, Tio, <laughs> and, he's, and he's all, God, what's that aura coming off you? As he's, ta- he's kind of, Uhtred is blinded and named it Tio. That's how I see it in my mm-hmm. head. And Tio's like, which one? Because oh, yeah. he's That's- got all kinds of magical auras on him, you know, which one? Arginus is like, let me see, yeah, let me I see. like that one. Because, you know, it's yep. a blinding and light. He- so then he throws it up and he's like, oh, glorious, glorious. It's almost like he knew what it was before before he was told what it was. Oh, Arginus? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Not that I think he actually did. I'm just I'm just playing into the the romance aspect. Oh, it came off really strong especially with that and then it's, you know, the I I love that it was a small jar and it's wrapped in, you know, freshly bloody bandages and then when he opens it you know, unwraps it. He, does, does he open the jar? No, no, he does not open the I don't jar. Think he opens it. He unwraps it. He just unwraps some, it. Is the jar bleeding? Yes, is what I get out of it. I, I thought so. I just I I don't remember canopic jars, you know, bleeding. Well or it or... was it's he believes it contains the still beating lungs of Erasne. Right. That almost but has lungs don't produce be, blood. Uh no, they don't produce blood. <laughs> they do not produce blood. But one could imagine that lungs cut out of a person and still be still, you know, pumping, breathing mm-hmm. would in fact be quite bloody. Right. But there's a finite amount of blood in there. So I'm assuming. Yes, this but is we're like talking again. We're talking about a god. Magic. We're talking about magic. We're talking about a lot of stuff. And even though Alex goes, well, he's not really a god or whatever his correction was about her current status, you know. Yeah. It's there. I, I was surprised, honestly, that our genus didn't try to, like, curl up next to the jar and sleep with it or something. I just, <laughs> oh, my God. I expect Tio to find our genus, you know, kind of... Head in his backpack. And he's staring at moaning, his... Yeah. Moaning <laughs> into, the, into the jar. Oh. Staring at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all I could think when it was a canopic jar was, oh, dear. Because they're like, you know, oh, it's supposed to contain the, the precious organs. And I'm like, yeah, I, I think it's even more specific to the Egyptian funerary rites. I think, yeah, it is. Which is a this little is odd, a but. you know this is a, a fantasy world right so so mixing elements of different actual cultures creates you know the pseudo fantasy cultures right right but Egypt is what Osiria is in Galarian like, oh yes they have a whole yes thing. yes you're no you're absolutely so right. it, it is a it is a thing I, isn't but like, Geb isn't Geb also kind I don't of think so Egyptiany I don't think so I thought it was just undead well yeah but it I. I'd, I'd have to check the map and see where it is. I thought it was right next to, to Osiria. Osiria. It is. If it is, then that you know it does make some kind of sense. Okay, I'm gonna check right now. I would find it a little more plausible if it's like right next to Osiria. Where is Osirian? Osirian. Oh, okay, okay. So just below Osirian is Katapesh. Just below that is Nex. Then there's the Mana Waste. Then there's Geb. So kind of you have Osirian and Katapesh, which, if I remember right, are supposed to be very Egyptiany. And then there's Nex and Geb down below. So I, I think it's probably all the same. I don't know. I can't swear to it. I'm not I'm not that good on it. But it, it seems like it it's close enough. I mean, it's it's definitely closer than where they are currently in Ustala. Yes. Yes. So Yes. Let me uh So I, I could see it. 
I could see it. Yeah, that part wasn't what tipped me to the uh, canopic jars or what got me going on the canopic jars. But mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of the uh, Brendan Fraser mummy movies. I mean, who isn't? It's Brendan Fraser. I know, I know. But they're, The Mummy and The Mummy Returns are both remakes <laughs> of, of earlier films. But one of the things Didn't happens in- Go uh, on. Yeah, come on. You knew there were remakes. I did not, actually. Oh, okay. But anyway, what happens in The Mummy and The Mummy Returns is the people grab the canopic jars. And when they take mm. the canopic jars, the mummy sucks the life and juices out of them or whatever. And he gets his nor- he gets like a human-looking body back. Right. It happens in, in both the movies. In the first one, it's the Americans. And in the second one, they just throw some, basically some sheep into the into the, <laughs> the train car and tell them to, you know, touch the jars, you know? And yeah. uh, so, it, you know, it's just terrible. So I was like, oh, God. And then you're you're saying it's connected to a Razzny. I, I mean, that's what he's, I mean, that's, this is sort of the plot hook, the, the let's get them kind of thing. Who knows where they're going to go with it. But, you know, then you're attaching it to a Razzny and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, this is this is so bad. So bad. Oh. I, I kind of wonder whether or not that jar was in the temple that they went to. Because Tio says he found it in an underground temple with a lot of dead oh, bodies. Oh, right. Well, he's... When they went there, there was a, a room that seemed to be caved in that was probably going to take quite some time to excavate. And they didn't do it. And they ended up, you know, Vigil got nuked and they left. Oh, so are you suggesting that this is the room in the castle that was... The underground temple? So remember the flashback where we find out when Erasne's body gets taken? And they go into the castle, and I forget what name they give to the castle, but they kill, you know, they kill, work their way in, and then pop the lid, you know, right before they pop the lid and take the body. Are you suggesting that that room over the hundreds of years sank to the underground where they have the, you know, they have the little adventure, and of course... I'm going to mention my favorite, the sewer gator pool, right? <laughs> Where we just, yeah. and I will say this, T.O. Glib himself said, I died once down there. And I'm like, he's still not using bait to appease the sewer gator. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you know, I, I'm just saying. I mean, we don't know. He never confirmed that he died in the explosion. He just said he was there for the explosion. Well, he said he was there for the explosion. He did say he died once. Yeah. He did say he died once. I, I'm assuming it's actually at the uh, sewer gator pool. Because, you know, he didn't use the bait to appease the gator. I think Sounds that's what right. it is. We'll go with that. I think that's par for the course there. But but no, I, I was suggesting that, that this is just that room that they didn't go into. And that's what happens to be in there. Well, yeah, but I what I, I'm, I guess, then I guess suggesting, suggesting that, it. in fact, the room in the flashback is that room that they didn't go into. Could be possible. And it has, in fact, sunk below. And Alex is, uh, and I'm going to give him credit for this, and he's probably going to tell me now I hadn't made no connection whatsoever, so I'm going to feel like an ass for building him up on this one. And not in the normal backhanded way where I support his, if you're over 35, <laughs> you know, you're past your prime thing that I keep finding references to, unfortunately. Uh-huh. But I think... That's what it is. I think that's a, a, a clever little tie together there because everything that's in there is clearly sunken. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's, you know, gone down kind of like, uh, to me, I think of uh, real world. I think, I think of like Mexico City. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like all where of Where the... they've, got, they've got whole buildings that are underneath the modern streets and stuff like that. Like they go dig and go, holy crap, here's the... Here's the temple that used to be here that we knew used to be here that we couldn't find that we just assumed they'd taken down brick by brick nope, and cut dispersed out. No, nope, it's there. It, they just went right over the top of it because the whole place is sinking. Uh, I mean, it's slowly it's possible. I mean, it's a lake. Uh, yeah, well, it's I a mean, caldera it's, that's also a lake. Yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly 
possible. I mean, it's been a long enough time that it could have sank out of sight and been built over and the weight on top pushed it further down. Yeah, I was thinking that might be, uh, I mean, just now when you were talking, you're the one that gave me the suggestion that that might in fact be the thing. And could be. I think that's an outstanding thought on your part. And I do like the reference to going back into that underground space because I think that was a super neat underground space. Yeah, it was, I liked that little temple. It was, it was really, it was really interesting. I don't, I don't know if you get it. A lot of those in in games and stuff or like ap's you might um i'm trying to think i think there's some but not usually you don't go into a like a whole temple complex type thing that's underground that's deliberately under the city and you know was very possibly part of the city at one time you know what i mean like it's sunk like that yeah no, i get it so yeah i think I, this I, is the I, first time i've seen that in an ap yeah but uh i liked it i i, I actually absolutely Love that they did that in the AP. Yeah, I thought it was really neat. So so we had that. And then, oh, yeah, our genus is talking there. There was some more stuff I had here. What did I get? Oh, oh, right. Okay. Our genus professing his his affection for Erasnian, you know, <laughs> oh, you're, you're with her there. And he's like, oh, oh, we're just going through a rough patch. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh... I, I, I think Tom's <laughs> lost it. I think Tom's lost it. I think I set a bad example when I, uh, I kept making, you know, Nessie subplot jokes, and uh, now we're all going to pay the price for this. Look, it, it's a price that I'm willing to pay <laughs> to force. Well, I'm willing to let Tom pay that price. That's a price. That's why it's a price I'm willing <laughs> that, to pay because it's yeah, Tom that's paying true. that price. True, true, true. You know, I'm not going to pay right. that price. Tom and Alex have to pay that price, and then Alex has to talk to his wife because she voices a Rasnick. Oh and my lord! I I am here oh, for that. That's. <sighs> I I just I want to be in that recording session. Okay, honey. You need to uh, to do some Erasny lines. And, okay. and you need to be a little okay. affectionate to him. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, so in this scene, you're going on a date with Tom. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I, oh God. Uh, I, there is no way to make that better. I think you'd be sleeping on the couch there's, for a there week. There is no way to make that better. Nope. nope. <laughs> oh. Just involve more people. Oh. <laughs> Tom is just Tom is just running this thing right into a train wreck and and I I want to see him try. I'm here. I got to be honest. I want to see him try. And I oh. I'm, I I have a I have a line in here. I in my want notes. this scene now. I have I, this I line need in here in my notes. I'm all. I hate you, GM Alex, for encouraging Tom for letting something come in. I don't hate you, Alex. It is you know no no. It's it's this you know the still alive and beating lungs of a Razni in a canopic jar. Uh-huh. Allowing that is absolutely encouraging Tom. Because I know the calculus I would be doing, which is if I can return them to her, if I'm the one that gives them back, ooh, I'm scoring points. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure that's, I'm sure that has crossed Arginus' mind. And I'm also fairly certain that Arasni will take them and not give uh, a second glance as to who brought them. Yeah, probably. She might actually be mad that he didn't bring them back the moment he Uh, found them. No, I think she's... I I, think, I I don't know. She's... I think her, her eyes are on the prize. She knows she's got limited time. She's out there. But I do think that if those lungs, if, if those are part of Erasne, any organ, and it's still alive, I think the possibility for a true resurrection is is big, oh. which means it would fix oh, yes. her undead state. I hadn't even thought of that because you need a body. You don't need a body for a true resurrection. You don't need it, but that, well, that's true. You, you don't even need a piece of a body, but we're talking a, a, a demigod here. We're talking powerful magics that she got, you know, 
she was killed and it was powerful stuff that killed her. And then, you know, she gets brought back as an undead, you know, trophy wife, Mm -hmm. you know, not by her choosing and all this other stuff. I mean, so this is, there's all kinds of bad mojo going into this, but this is a potential, I think, a potential way out. And I think uh, it very well could be that could, that could turn. I mean, maybe it's in AP. I don't know. I, see, I mean, I maybe it is. I don't know. I just I have no idea. But it's I I see this as a potential potential move. But then <sighs> I, I see it as a really big dramatic point where they finally get the witch gates down. They confront Tarbethon. They call in Arasni, and he kicks her ass. Like he's pissed that he's been in there for so long. Whatever, and he kicks her ass. And they use these and maybe others they find along the way to kind of, you know, bring her back. And she goes in for round two kind of thing. That would be cool. Uh, that could be. I would love that very that much. Could, that could be cool. Kind of bring her back and, and go for the thing. Mm-hmm. But you remember when she makes that move, I think she's going to be instantly, you know, pinging on the radar for uh, whoever's running Geb. I, like I said, I know that. Oh, yeah. That yeah, undead yeah. guy. And, you know, as we've learned, undead folks don't necessarily get along. Just because they're, you know, undead, it's not like they're in some kind of fraternity or something. But uh, right, I, I don't know. I mean, or or is this the is this the twist? And we're, you know, we're taken on the whispering tyrant, and maybe things don't go well, like you said. Maybe she gets her ass kicked, but that's not the point. The point is, you do something, you grab something, you get out of there, and now you're on a run for your life to get Arasni back as some kind of shield to, you know, bail your asses out and hide this pe- this important piece of Tarbafon's plan. I, I don't know, man. There's it. I think she'd hate I, that I don't, being used again. I don't. I don't know because <laughs> you know, bringing her back and now she's free of it and she's not compelled. Because I think she's still compelled. Yeah, that, I think that's what's going on. It's not just I'm clinging to it because I have to. I think there there might be. Uh, you think that compulsion is still binding? Well, the compulsion compulsion is strong. Yeah, I mean, might I think it still might be binding, but I mean. This could resurrect her, which could bring her all the way back, potentially. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, this is this is wild-ass speculation. But if you go through all that trouble... That's huh? what we're here for. Well, yeah, that's true. Wild speculation. Wild, wild speculation. No, no, not just wild speculation. Wild-ass speculation. <laughs> Whatever the head they do with this it's jar, a ne- it's, it's a neat it's, twist. It's a fun twist. It, it's probably going to be big. Um, it, it's definitely something that brings an incentive, at least for Arginus, to want to welcome... Tio into the group, you know, so there's kind of a connection yep. there. He's taking a... He, like, he kind of needs all the connection he can get because they don't really trust well, him. Well, and he dissed Elksy. Oh, based. yeah, no. You can't do that. Bad move, pointy ears. Bad move. You can't diss the leader of the group. Yeah. Jeez. Although, I, I, there was another point where uh, Elksy approaches Randolph, and that was totally Alex stirring the freaking pot, trying to sow some dissent in the party there. That, <laughs> that was terrible. Absolutely. That was abusing Elksy right there. That is elk abuse. And it's just, I'm, I'm reporting you. I'm reporting you, sir. Reporting you. To, to who? <sighs> he's, it's, he's running the game. Who are you going to report him to? His don't, wife? Don't you, don't you toss antlers into my plant? Yes. I'm going to tattle right to the wife. Thank you. <laughs> I was a little lost there who I was going to go to, but now you're right. I'm going to go right to Michelle. Speaking of Michelle, and it completely unrelated to the episode, but I want to say it anyway. Uh, Audioverse is uh, got their voting open, and Inspired Incompetence has, has done it again. They've put in an episode to go for it. I think they're nice. not putting in an episode with Michelle. Oh, so... Got it. I... 
I, yeah, I, uh, you know, I... I'm cutting I, that, by the way. I'm not saying that. I'm not putting that up there. <laughs> oh, no, no. You should totally leave no. that in. You should totally leave that in because my comment was when they mentioned using the Erasny one, and I said, well, you could do that. I mean, you know, going with a known winner is always solid. <laughs> Because uh, I, I was asked kind of, you know, which one I thought was their best episode. Mm. I, I don't remember what I said now, but I do remember that that Razzny one came up and they were opting for a slightly different one, different choice. And I said, yeah, I think I like that one better because it featured more of the guys and uh, a Razzny episode, as much as I personally loved it, is kind of just a big monologue for Michelle. Right. So that's why I was thinking something that maybe featured more more people in it. I mean, they're you all, know, more, they're more all there. Members. They're there, but it's not it's not the same... It's not the same level of interaction. It's not. There's some episodes where everybody's mm. got a good turn. There's some episodes that focus on certain, you know, certain characters over others. And and I was thinking trying to get one where kind of everybody's got their got a good uh, a good mix. But I mean, that's fair. That that was that, that was just my choice. I don't actually know what they've picked, but I am saying that the Audioverse Awards are out there. So if you're a fan, get your butt out there. Get you jump on your wild ass. And ride that internet right to where you can vote for those Audioverse awards and vote for Inspired Incompetence. So talking about Tio dissing El- Elksy, then mm-hmm. Uhtred does it. He doesn't diss her, but he's like, uh, so what's that uh, you know, secret conversation communicator thing you got going on with Erasny? Huh, Elksy? <laughs> what what you doing there? What you what you got? What you you talking to Erasny there? And of course Elksy's not. No. Man, is he just begging for it, man? He's gonna get kicked in the nads. Elksy's gonna figure out what he's doing and bam, gonna get the kick in the nads. Yeah, I'm sure someone will get it for something at some point. Oh, one of my favorite magic items got used. Oh yeah. Ring of sustenance. I love these. these are great. Love the ring of sustenance. It's a it's a just a total every maid should have one. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, if if I could sleep for two hours and be good for the day and never have to eat, that I'll take one. I'll take ten. Well, just the just the <laughs> sleep aspect alone makes it a must-have for mages. Like you know, you gotta have it. Yeah. Just that alone, and then the food thing. That's eh, you know, that's great too. But I mean, the sleep is the real you know mechanic booster right there. Well, uh, sure, I guess mechanically it's the better part. But I like the food part because I don't have to eat. <laughs> oh yeah well, i mean yeah i mean you're you're automatically sustained adequately i just i want to know if it's going to help me lose weight oh no or if it's going to maintain me at my current weight and i have to lose the weight yeah on my it's going to mean it's going to maintain you if you actually read the description i uh, believe it's like create food and water is one of the components mm-hmm. of it and so it creates it in you just right in your stomach i think it's, it's right. how it goes but does it create like more calories than i need or is it creating exactly what i need to maintain what i currently have probably exactly what you need to keep what you have i mean if you started exercising i imagine it would adjust so that you're getting just what you need exactly what you need so you're not over you're not under because anything else would be like kind of crazy i don't don't want to do the work (laughs) (laughs) i just wanted to put the ring on and slowly start losing weight as it fed me 2,000 calories a day (sighs) (laughs) instead of like the right right i got you i was eating so our genus and Tio, uh, because Tio's nice and takes two shifts of watch. Because mm-hmm. he can, because he doesn't have to sleep. Thanks to the ring. Uh, our genus busts out with the world is ending. And it's kind of like, you know, the world's ending. Bear your soul. It's, it's how I heard it. It wasn't quite how our genus said it. I can't it's do all enough. the giggles that Tom does. I just can't. You've um, tried before. Yeah, and it's horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> Tom is a, a special and unique he, individual. He has a very unique pattern for our genus 
with the giggle and the stifle and then the say something that drops, you know, that starts kind of like in the high happy register and then drops to this low. I, mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of terrified a little bit to have him do like some uh, Mark Hamill Joker stuff because oh, no. I think he would nail it and I think it would be it would be very very um, creepy. Yes. Well done. Well, creepy and well done, exactly as it should be. Where you're like, no. Well, we should have Tom on here, and you know, we can. Well, make I him say things. I know we've mentioned that, but uh, I leave that to you to secure Tom as our next guest interview. Sure, I'll talk to Tom. So our genius and Tio are on watch, and it's the world is ending. Bury your soul. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Tio kind of busts out casually with the, oh, this isn't the end of the world. Yeah, he's like, no, I was there when the world ended. This is just the after effects. <laughs> yeah, he's all, I was in West Crown when Aridan died, and the world's still going. This isn't the end of the world. This isn't anywhere near that bad. And I'm like, whoa! It's kind of a big thing to drop. Uh, my comment after after making note about that I was in West Crown was, oh, Tio, you're such a dangerous elf. <laughs> I'm thinking he needs a... I mean, if it was me, if I was in that party, I'd be like, oh, I, I'm going to start making the dagger right now. It's going right right between your shoulder blades, buddy. I'm hoping I never have to use it, but I'm going to be prepared for it. I'm just saying. I like, uh, I've liked both of his uh, new characters post-Rogar. Mm-hmm. I liked uh, uh, Crimson Hood. No, it wasn't Crimson Hood. Harold. Harold, Crimson Harold. Sorry. It was an H. And I mean, it's been it was- a while since that, you know, head it, it's you know, fine. rolled as it were. It's and been a while and he wasn't there very long. I know. I liked him. I liked <laughs> Brillator. I had a, had a, a, another, I thought had another neat concept. I kept seeing, I, and I'm really, again, dating myself, but I kept seeing David Carradine in Kung Fu delivering this in the fantasy realm. And I just, I was, ah, it was, it was just a, a neat Im- imagery that I was getting as he was doing <laughs> that. And of course, you know, the, the mechanics of it with the, you know, the advice foo that he could, uh, Right. Talk during combat. But I have to say, I'm really liking Tio. I'm hoping this one sticks. I, I am too. It's different than uh, what Matt, I guess, I, I say what Matt usually plays. He doesn't usually, he usually plays one character. <laughs> if, you know, past experience isn't anything to go by. But I, I am liking Tio. He's a lot of fun. He's kind of short with the party. Like, you know, they ask questions and he gives kind of like a snippy response, which I, I, I enjoy. Well, yeah, and some of the questions too are the I don't know. It's it's almost like you know, just he's snipping at them because they're not asking the questions they want to ask. They're kind of trying to dance around it or something, and it's I enjoy that. Right? Yeah, it's a lot it's of fun. Really good. And our our moment with Randolph on guard duty on watch. And he's all, "You have a god in a jar. I want a god in a jar too." I'm just like, God, oh, no, 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 no. This is the kind of thinking that ends up in craters the size of small countries. Good Lord. Because <laughs> he gets, because the gods. Well, that or whatever he's carrying explodes on him. I don't know. This is bad. This is, this is the kind of stuff where, you know, you're talking about artifacts that you should not be carrying because they are smarter than you. Okay. You, you just. <laughs> you, you pick it up, you realize how awesome it is, it's and then you just brain go, in a jar. okay, back into this hole, cover it up, and I'm going to forget that where it was, and uh, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not how things work, though. Yeah. And, and and then this is when he has the thing about, I want to get a god in a jar. What do you think, Thelias? How, how, sh- how do you think everyone can get a god in a jar? And then Elksy shows up, 
Well, what do you think, Elksy? Can I get a God in a jar? Sure you can. Because I'm just going to be Alex whispering, you know, vile <laughs> poisons in your ear. You know, I'm going to turn you against everyone. And, oh, just stirring the damn pot. Could not believe it. They're all plotting against you. I totally had the sensation, yeah, too, that Uhtred is, you know, he's been through what he's been through. He's serious. He needs to finish this job. He needs to see it to the end. And it's like he's gotten, you know, the clown car of replacements, you know, and he's I just, <laughs> I don't know. The person, I mean, you know, combat wise, they're oh, all, yes, you know, yes. really good characters. It's, it's, it's the, it's their it's character. Their, um, it's causing all the problem. <laughs> yeah. It's their personality. That's, that's the big issue. <laughs> I mean, oh, you know, man. Randolph is is crazy and now seems to be worshiping a, the live lungs of a dead goddess. Yeah, I don't. Know. I don't know what that is. No, no, that was our genus. Our genus was the one that said he'll worship anything greater than himself. I specifically, oh, I think, because right. it's you know Arasne's lungs. I think you could have said it's Arasne's right. still functioning gallstone, and he'd have been all, oh, <laughs> you know, true. So I, yeah, I don't. Oh man. Oh, but just uh, insane. And then, uh, let's see, what else I got? Oh, yeah, there was traveling. Another day of traveling. Up the mountains this time. <laughs> Up the mountains. And we hit the, we get through the Vaishu Pass. Yep. And for some reason, that, that Vaishu Pass is, I, I cannot place what it's doing. There's some sort of pass in some show that's like sticking in my head. It's It, it could be an Avatar thing, or it could be a, a, some something else, a movie, but something about a I, I don't know. It's somehow there's, I, 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 it's, it's tickling a memory and I can't really grab what pass it is where they're talking about that. And it just, it has that ring to me. And so it keeps tickling me that, that reference, but, hmm. uh, I don't know. The lake was, uh, wow. <laughs> wow. Like, oh yeah. My favorite thing to do is break the legs of priests and throw them into the water drowning and listen to their cries to their gods. Yeah. Tell you now. I, I- <laughs> An undead assassin breaks her legs and throws her in. I'm yeah. like, holy crowley. Ugh. I do kind of uh, feel for Alex here because I'm sure the haunt that they have here is is fun and, you know, pretty good. But, you know, with... With Spirit Purge, it, it kind of wasn't yeah, anything with to Spirit speak Purge, of. it just kind of... It just evaporated like, cool. i just it's it goes away i i gotta be honest i am not a fan of the haunt mechanics in uh pathfinder at all no no i i don't like how you're how you combat them i mean i don't mind that the combat is not like a traditional combat but i just don't like how it's you know you can't uh you know Fight there's it. only one way out of it period and uh, so you experience it, you go through it and you either, you know, do something that puts the spirit to rest or you're done. And then basically this is the way to put the spirit to rest and you're done. And that's it. There's, so it's a, it's a, there's no chance for, you know, original thinking and stuff like that. I mean, that's, it's, it, it's just too rigid for me. And then of course there's mm. this, oh, if you just throw enough positive energy at it, it just sort of poofs out of existence, which to me is like, well, then why have it? I mean, the kind of the point of them is they're supposed to be sort of story elements right. that, that advance the story. And then you kind of enter it like a puzzle. They're more like a puzzle or a trap type of thing um, that right. you're supposed to figure out. But then they give you kind of this way to blow past. It. I've just, I've just never liked it. They haven't, to me, it's just, they should, def, they should define it better as like a trap and you could use a, maybe a skill check or a, a I don't know, a save of some kind or something. I mean, usually I they know. give you will saves. Yeah, but that's to be sucked into it or not or something. I mean, it's not really, you know, make some checks. And if you succeed three times, kind of like, you know, how when you you make your uh, stabilization roll. Yeah. 
and to save yourself from dying, you know, maybe they could have, you could use something like that where you have multiple, you got to get multiple successes or maybe, you know, just a series why whatever, something, I don't know, something like that. That's a little outside. And actually I wasn't thinking of the stabilator in first ed. I was thinking of second ed stuff mm. or even like the five E where you have, you, you roll it and you're trying to get to three successes before you get to three failures, but some mechanic like that for it. And then you can be a little more, you know, free form storytelling and, Oh, I made it. So now I can, you know, now I'm in a position that maybe I can fix it or, Oh, I didn't make it. So now I've just experienced this nightmarish thing and, Oh, you know, and that's how it I goes. Mean, that's kind of how it goes now isn't it it's just instead of the three saves it's just the one usually well i maybe i'm the problem or maybe i'm completely well the the problem for me is every time i've i've been in a haunt in an ap which has been in strange eons and uh they kind of beat the hell out of you with them in i think books one and two if i remember right right. i could see that and uh you know it's all appropriate to telling the story but it's like the haunts are just it's just brutal because at low level you don't have enough positive energy to knock them out and just take them out so then you kind of gotta like go through them and experience them yeah and then there's like i mean you know you you fail your save you just get jacked up if there's no uh yeah i mean eh. Doesn't Rise of the or Rune Lords in like book two have a haunt in like one of the mansions where like if you fail the save, you just die? I have no idea. I'm pretty sure that's a thing. I know it's a thing in Jade Reach. I haven't. That's oh, coming okay. up for my place. Yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> All I know is the Strange Eon ones and, you know, it's it's but, just, you know, you, you get close and they start to trigger and then it's like, oh, you can run away. And it just it's just not really well done. I, I, I see them as, I mean, I see them as like saber suck traps. Because, like, you've got spells that you can cast where the opponent either saves or, you know, it sucks. And so I, I kind of see him as, as that kind of a trap where, you know, you can see him coming and you can avoid them. But, like, if you need to get through it, you either have to roll good or you don't. Yeah, and I, I guess... I, 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 I don't know. It, it's not a great mechanic, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I just... Like, I, I, for me, it, with that haunt aspect, it's it's sharing part of the story that you, you know, kind of the... That you, you're getting, you know, something that's happened there that's uh, so memorable, so powerful. And right. it's, you know, your your chance to interact with it is kind of the way to fix it. And there's like role play wise, like I totally like to have the, you know, be I'd totally like some medium where I could be like, okay, I, I don't know. This is kind of weird and tripping me out. Let me make some rolls. Hey, I succeeded, even though I don't know what the heck is going on. Because sometimes as a player, when I hear these things, I have no idea what I'm supposed to be doing, you know, when they lay these out. So if they had somewhere I right. could you know, put a couple rolls together or something like that. And it'd be great. And just making a will save to me doesn't feel like enough for how complex this thing is. Although, you know, if they had something like a couple will saves or one will save not to take any negative, you know, I don't know how they would structure it, but they've had things that are a little more like that. And then, uh, mm-hmm. you know, then the the game master could be like, oh, okay, I, I see it. You, you know, yeah. Okay. You did well. Great. All right. So, and then go into storytelling mode and kind of explain what I do or, you know, where I'm catching on. And then if I'm like, well, no, I totally wouldn't do that. Then we can do something different. But that way, if I'm totally just like, I'm not getting what you're throwing at me, man, you know, I'm, I'm just not catching on to what's important to do. Cause I, I swear there was one. I get that a lot as a player. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, that's why I don't particularly enjoy being a player. Cause like Pathfinder is a sandbox. You can kind of do whatever. And as a player that well, right, but I mean, I mean, terrorizes me. <laughs> yeah, that it doesn't bother me doing whatever, but it's like sometimes you have very specific. They set it up. There's a very specific chain of events you're supposed to do, and I, I think one of the haunts I faced, it was that there was like some fuzzy parrot 
that started talking that was kind of an, you know, to me, it was like, you know, oh, hey, it's the enchanted tiki room bird, right? That's what I'm seeing in my head. But it's, you know, it's actually a stuffed parrot that's was articulated. And so it's, you know, it's now coming to life. And that's part of the haunt. And you're supposed to do something to the parrot uh, to get it to stop, not just simply smash it, you know, or there was something like that. And it's like, well, you know, I don't know. It was like, give them crackers or something. And you're supposed to get the crackers off the table to do it. And I'm just thinking, oh, creepy parrot smash, you know, and I was not thinking, look for, you know, Polly want a cracker or something. I, it was, a, it was one weird thing like that. And so it was like, God, I just rather in a situation like that, be able to lean on the, you know, that skill or that role and bust it out and go, yeah, you didn't get it. You experience it. And then you can sort of story tell me how I failed and, uh, you know, let it go. And it's cause it's, like I said, it is, it's, it's more than just a, like a trap. I'm going to do damage and slow you down or slow you down or whatever. It's more of a, it's supposed to be providing some sort of story, right? I mean, these things are supposed to be important. True. You know? And so anyway, and then we finally get the payoff because we come to the last watch. We got Uhtred and we got Tio. And we know that now Tio is going to talk about Aridin and the fall of Aridin. Because remember, he was there for that. And Uhtred's already, you know, told him secrets for the promise that Tio will share secrets with him. And Alex goes, and we'll see you next week. And that does it for us this week. You can find us and the players on the Inspired Incompetence Discord. Links can be found at inspiredincompetence.com. I'm Lord Richter. And I'm Lady Toast. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Like we went to Arizona <laughs> and New Mexico and we got ourselves some wild asses and we said, let's speculate, guys. And they looked at us and they chewed because <laughs> they're asses <laughs> and they can't talk because they're asses. <laughs> I don't know why. That's I just, <laughs> I just have this image of you and me <laughs> out in the middle of the desert with microphones talking to two donkeys they're called wild asses they're not called donkeys they're called wild asses that's the actual name <laughs> that's fine ah it's one of my favorite things i love it when life gives me those ah and i can look at people yep. and say yeah you know ass and they can't do anything about it because i'm like i'm referring to a wild ass it's called an ass in fact it's called a wild ass <laughs>